You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. One player that has been outstanding, dropped kind of an all-time quote, at least for him, uh, has a great game against the Raptors. He says, I believe this was to NBC Sports, tell a friend to tell a friend I'm a sharpshooter. Toby feeling himself a little bit after his big game against the Raptors. He's been outstanding this year. Uh, yeah, average 17 points. Um, he's shooting 42% from three on five and a half attempts, which is pretty insane for him considering when they got hard and we wondered if he'd even be willing to shoot the three. Am I crazy to think maybe they forget trading him? Like maybe this is a guy they're going to end up re-signing. Obviously not on a max, but he's proven to be a good complimentary piece. He's a good leader. Um, I think he fits both windows in a way in terms of Joel Harden and then Maxie. I know he's not a young player, but I think he's a good complimentary guy. Like what what are you seeing from him recently? And does this feel like they've now have a, a good, a really good player in Toby? I just, I mean, this is a big reason why I've tried to, I've, shot down or downplayed rumors involving Tobias. It's like he has been the guy they needed him to be for the last few years. He's doing the things that everyone wanted him to do. They said he doesn't shoot quickly enough. Well, his release is quicker than ever. Less time on ball than ever. He's getting to spots. He's running the floor. He's filling lanes. He's a versatile defender. He's he is doing what you would want someone to do if they traded for some guy that's supposed to be like, oh, this guy ties together the lineup. He's not a like the contract is what it is. Yep. But at this point, it's it it almost is irrelevant because he is doing exactly what they need when the starters are healthy. And when Joel or James or Tyrese, sometimes all three have been out of the lineup, I think you've seen him step up a lot too. Like he slid back into that on ball, creative, I'm going to take more pull-up jumpers, go down to the mid post, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I think the fact that he's been able to essentially toggle between those styles and succeed in both and help be a winning piece in both. And speaking of the lineup numbers we were getting into, the lineup numbers for Joel and James go way up just be, just by having Tobias on the floor because he's been he's been exactly what they need. He's he's doing uh, like it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that Tobias is now this quick trigger catch and shoot guy. It, it just like was not 
mentally where he was. His mechanics are better. He spent all offseason working on it. And it's one of those things that guys says on media day, like, yeah, I spent all this time trying to hone in on this, knowing this is what I need to do. But it's media day. It's like saying I gained 15 pounds of muscle or whatever it is. It's like everyone's in the best shape of their life in training camp. It's Exactly. So to see him put those words and his claims onto the floor and to be an impactful piece of this team has been has been really great. And you add that on top of, you know, all the the off court, the locker room presence, the steady voice that he is for that team. I, I think the team has to be absolutely thrilled with him. I think if you ask people around the team, they've been super happy with him. So he has been a I don't know if I go so far as to call him a difference maker, but you know, anybody who's shooting 42% from three on good volume yeah. and doing other stuff on top of that is, you know, a really positive player for your basketball team. So here's why I would trade him for Zach Levine. No, <laughs> no we will get into you're that. You were just, you were waiting all podcast. Yeah. To drop yeah, I was like, let's do, yeah, we made it this far into it. No, um, I agree with a lot of uh, basically everything you said about him. I think you could almost make the argument that B didn't have that kind of historic stretch He's been their best player this year. Maybe they're arguably their most consistent player this year, considering Joel's had some downtime to start the year. So I agree with everything you're, you're saying. But the reality is the reality. And he makes $37 million, which means he is, you know, I know the contract is what it is when judging him. But what it means is if they're going to trade for another legit piece, it is going to be involving Toby. You're not going to piece together enough contracts, even if you include Maxi. They just don't have enough bodies to get to, you know, $25 million in cap space unless you were to do like Maxi, T- uh, Tucker, Thibel, Ferk, even and Melton, I guess at $8 million, you could get there. But now you're talking five really important pieces or at least three or four important pieces for one. So when whenever there's a star available, we know how much Daryl Morey loves stars. Toby's the one that's going to get attached to the trade rumor just because of what he makes. So the latest ones out there, and it doesn't involve the Sixers, but it doesn't need to for me to be in on it. Um, Chicago Bulls and, and Star Zach Levine not seeing eye to eye. Um, you know, obviously that leads to speculation there could be a trade. Let me say this. I have been a big Zach Levine guy for a while. I've always loved his game. He's a bucket boy to me. He's a guy that I would give it to in crunch time. I think he would address the problem that they have, which is right now they don't have a single person on the roster that if I that I would really trust with the ball in crunch time. And I know he might not be the player in Beatus, but I know he's a perimeter guy that has been decent shooting threes. He's younger than Harden. He's bigger than Maxi. He's a legit like wing size guy. If you could get Toby for him, if if they were willing to do it, if Toby for for uh, Zach, I would do it in an absolute heartbeat. This is probably gonna be a hot take. I would not would okay. not trade Tobias for him straight up. Like, why? I, I, why? Why? For this version of the Sixers, I don't think Zach Levine fixes any problems, and I don't think that he really changes anything other than making their defense worse. Well, what, like what, I, what, what do you mean he doesn't fix any of their problems? He's someone that can shoot a three that has good size for the. Uh, he's a he's a wing attacking guard. Like, he's I, a I, skinny dude. He's a skinny well, tall right. guard, basically. Right. My he, eyes tell me he's big, but I'm also I'm looking. He's six five. I mean, that's not you know. It's, what's Tyrese? Like he's bigger than Tyrese. He's bigger than Tyrese, and he's having and guys go more through athletic him than just like just like Tyrese. Like he is a horrible, horrible defensive player on multiple fronts. You just like said guys will go through him. <laughs> They're not going to win. Listen, Zach Levine on the version of this team that has Ben Simmons instead of James Harden 
I have interest in that guy because that's a situation where you need somebody who's just sort of the reckless, more on the reckless gunner side of things that you can give him the ball. You can put him in actions with Joel. Like he certainly would, has would a lot trade, of offensive. Would you, Toby, would you trade Toby and Harden for uh, Zach and Ben? No, because I don't want to deal with Ben. <laughs> you don't want to deal with Ben again. Like, I, I just I can't I can't go through the Ben Simmons experience again. Like I I just don't think that somebody who I know that I was talking about the offensive ceiling earlier, but you can't chase offensive ceiling and just totally ignore everything else. Like I I just think but, but you have, Zach you Levine have, you is Embiid. You have Melton. I don't know. I mean, this team's biggest problem is they have no crunch time guy. And I Zach seems to fit that way better. Do you do you agree with if that? If Zach Levine was a crunch time guy, his team wouldn't suck ass. Well, he's like, got they, bad he's got bad players around him too. It's not like Embiid's teams have been. I know they had high seeds, but they get dipped in the second round every year too. I mean, what what are what are you know Embiid's teams really accomplishing? Listen, they've accomplished a lot more than Zach Levine's team. So put it that they way. have. I, I think season. he. I think he's. I wouldn't say he's totally an empty calories player, but there's, there's definitely some of that. I don't, I don't like a lot of the, just the vibes there. I think he's not, not, vi- like, not a big Zach Levine vibe. Not guy. A good I mean, vi- like when he is good, he looks really good, but yes. there are a lot of just like, I don't know, six for 20. He had a sick dunk and was dog shit the rest of the game. Sounds I, like I just, my kind of guy to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this type of player. And so I was also going to say, with so last year there were a lot of talks about like oh they should trade Tobias for you know like Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald and I think trades like that have basically like those should basically be off the table at this point I think turning Tobias into multiple role players doesn't really do anything for this team because the thought at the the thought at the time was all right if Tobias is not going to fill the role of catch-and-shoot guy, spot-up guy, versatile offensive player they needed them to, then turning them into guys who will, that makes sense. But if you can get a guy on your team like Tobias right now where he can carry you on a on a night where you're undermanned against some bad teams and, and get you a win maybe you don't deserve, he'll, fill, he'll be this guy that we've talked about, that he's a quick-trigger shooter, high-efficiency, gets along with everybody, ties people together. Like you're not going to get that package in a combination of two worse players. You're not Mm -hmm. going to be better. And you're also, if you're getting two worse players, one of them is probably not even playing in the moments that matter, right? Like ultimately the guys who matter are the five guys who are playing five or six guys who are playing heavy minutes in a playoff game. You can play Tobias 38, 40 minutes in a game and you're getting competent, even good or very good two-way play from him. Now, there are mm-hmm. going to be matchups where he's not as good. He's going to have his off-shooting nights. But I would rather, if I'm running a team, I would rather keep the guy that he has been this year than trade him for some like Zach Levine-type guy or a combination of role players. If they could trade him in a package for a real star, like a two-way guy, Awesome. Do that. Like a a third star type player, but anything else is like, at this point, you're just doing it because the perception of his contract has been so bad for so long that you're ignoring what he's actually doing on the floor this year. So I agree with you that trading Toby just to trade him 
is we're past that point. It's not like package picks with Toby to get rid of his contract, especially yeah. when even if he wasn't playing better, which he is, but he is soon going to be an expiring, which holds a lot of value as well. So there is that value when you trade him. And you're right that if you trade him for three role players, maybe now maybe there's value in that it helps you get a higher seed because, or, you know, higher playoff seeding because throughout the year you're slightly deeper. Maybe there's that. But come playoff time, they're, they're not all going to be on the floor. My argument for trading him for a Zach Levine type of player, and you're right, there are definitely players I would prefer over Zach. I'm sure we could go through a list and we would both agree on, on, on a bunch of them. But, it, but if Zach is the option, my argument would be his ceiling is higher. And I think that this team is in a position where it almost has to take some risks because ultimately it will come down to Embiid and Harden. But I think we would agree it can't come down to Toby. I could see a world where two or three playoff games, Zach Levine could win it for you with a hot hand. I don't think Toby could do that. Now, you're right that maybe in other games he hurts you, but at least you have him beat and hard in there. I just think my priority would be getting as many guys that I think could win me a playoff game. Like, you know, we, you use the term big three, uh, big three often in the NBA. What that really is, is you have three guys that could win you a game. That if the other two are off, that third guy can carry you. And Toby has been almost to a degree that to a certain extent, but he's not that still. And so while Zach does have flaws in his game and you know, if you're, you know, you're saying he's a terrible defender, I, I won't completely poo poo that even though I don't care about defense, but I will acknowledge, you know, that that's a big deal. But regardless, I think Zach has, he's just more likely to carry you to a, a win in a big game point blank period. So I'll take more of those guys than worrying about, you know, how they fit in with Joel and Harden. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, so here's what I would say. Despite the fact that the Bulls are a mess, I don't think they're not doing a straight up trade there. It would be like the Sixers would have to send more stuff. And that's like how much more valuable stuff. They really only have Maxi. I mean, right. And that so, and that was the other thing I was going to get into. Like, let's just say there's a theoretical universe where the Bulls say, we'll do it straight up just because. They just signed Levine to this $215 million contract in the offseason. Right. They're having second, they're having regrets. And let's just say for the sake of argument, they would do Toby for Levine. Yeah, just to get in out that of that. Yeah. In that instance, Maxi's value to your team goes way down because there's not a chance in hell they're gonna play a hardened Levine Maxi lineup. Like that just does not in work on time, basically at any level. And so in that case, you're much better off saying, how do we trade Tobias and Tyrese at the same time and get a better player than Zach Levine? Like, that's the question you would ask at that point. So that's like, it just, it doesn't make sense on basically any level to me. Like the basketball well, part doesn't make sense. The The use of your resources there is just, you go totally off the rails. Like you, once you look at it from, how does this impact the on-the-floor product and the roster and all that? Because once Tobias is gone, you then don't have a contract to trade with Tyrese to get a big-time guy 
that you would want. Well, like, there's no Levine, avenue. I know he to, doesn't have as much value, but you would have Levine. I I guess I I'm just I'm not super enamored with him. I I think he's a good player. I don't know that he's a type of guy that I think he'd have to be pretty low in the pecking order, relatively speaking. Now he'd be the third guy in this theoretical, but I just well I just I don't a, a couple of things. One, I think. Levine and Maxi get you whoever Toby and Maxi would, unless that team just doesn't want to take his contract. I mean, that could be part of it. But I think in terms of just two for two, I think, or two for one in this case, if it's a star, that probably does it. But, and I'll keep coming back to what you said, because I believe it as well. And maybe I'm overemphasizing what you meant, but this team's not going to win with defense. Now I know there's a difference between having a defense that's a six and a defense that's a three. Like I, I get that, but are they a better offensive team in your mind with Zach Levine or Toby? I, I, I don't know. I'd like, I genuinely think it might be with Tobias and okay, I know well, that will sound, I know. Well, let's just, for the sake of argument, let's pull up Zach Levine's stats right now. So I was and, trying to pull him up, pull him up as well without making it obvious, but I'll, so I'll, Zach Levine is shooting 36 and a half percent from three he's on two more attempts for what it's worth on, on two, two more attempts. attempts. Yeah. Scoring about 22 a game. And I am for what it's worth. Let's look at his last numbers. Last year, he thought he thought blah, 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 shot 39% pretty much on seven attempts. He was 41% on eight attempts, 38% the year before. He's definitely a better three-point shooter than Toby is. I don't know. As in the, the role that they need. Yes, he's had seasons of 40 plus percent or at least on, on seven or eight attempts, not on the same volume, but also Zach okay. Levine's not getting the same volume here. And that's sort of the point is like Zach Levine puts up good numbers on a team where he can play himself into a rhythm basically whenever he wants. It's him, DeMar DeRozan and everybody else. Everything flows through him, mm-hmm. him having to play on a team where one, they're actually aspiring to win something instead of just trying to make the playoffs or whatever, like the Bulls are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever seen like a Zach Levine is like a, a buckle down and do the little things type player. Like, I just don't think. Well, maybe he needs a change of scenery. And maybe, but I, I would not be, I would not want to be the team that's betting on that, essentially. Yeah. And I think this also, in a way, ultimately comes down just to Embiid and Harden because. What I'm saying, what, what really is at the root and like the the core of what I'm saying is I don't entrust, I don't trust Embiid and Harden. So I'll take somebody that theoretically- Who has also never done shit in the playoffs. Yeah, no, fine. that's fair. That's <laughs> definitely a fair counterpoint. I just mean, I, at the end of the day, if I had to win a game and you had to say you had the same other four players, who do you want as your best player? I would take Zach Levine over Toby because I think he's more likely to carry your team to a win. Now, if your point is- how does he's not going to get the volume with Embiid and Harden and all those things? I think that's a fair point, but just the, the core of mine is I'm just going to get as many good, uh, get the best players I can and figure it out, or at least let let one of them get hot that night. But you're right that it probably it, they probably wouldn't do it for Toby because they don't have enough picks to trade as well. So and you're not going to include Maxi to do it, obviously. No, like and that's that's where it starts and ends for me. It's like there's no. The Bulls aren't going to do it. And also, I don't know that it even makes you a more viable championship team. Like, we can go back and forth on that. Right. It's just, I am not pushing in the maxi chip unless I feel like, as a, a person running a team, I'm getting, like, a bona fide ass-kicking star. And Would I don't think that's Lillard? Zach Levine. Is that curiosity? Would you do it for Lillard? 
I don't honestly, that's a good question because I haven't watched Portland much this year and he dealt with the injury last year. And yeah, you know, it's just like a weird small guards scare the, the hell out of me. Well, him and Harden like, are a weird mix too. Yeah. And that's another one. Like it, it, they almost, they need the type of player that everybody wants, which is a scoring wing. And they're it's just almost like Zach Levine. Well, he, no, I, he is more, he's <laughs> a what guard. he is. He averaged, he's like, a guard. He's a guard. There's a big okay. difference in terms of who he's defending or who he's capable of defending and what he does. Like he handles the ball like a guard. He is a guard. DeRozan okay. is more of a like DeRozan is honestly more of a wing than he is. He's like a power forward at this point. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know, man. Levine's six five, takes a bunch of threes. I get, I mean, we're par- parsing words. I guess what I feel is he is someone that can score from the perimeter at a high volume. That's basically what they need. Is that not? They need somebody to... who's like much bigger <laughs> and more defensive minded. Fair enough. I mean, how big is DeRozan? DeRozan is in that same range. He more, mostly plays power forward because he doesn't really defend either. Wow. I mean, I haven't seen DeRozan. I guess this year. I still I would picture him smaller than Zach Levine, but I guess I'm. Well, just, the uh, problem with the Bulls too is that they their team kind of weirdly rests on Lonzo Ball. Like he connects a lot of those pieces together. Yeah. And has not played at all and has this weird ongoing knee problem. And I don't know when the hell he's returning. I, he I think he might not even play this year, right? I thought I saw. Yeah, there's been some I don't every every update that comes out on him, it just seems like they can't count on him, which is a shame because despite the fact that his dad was really annoying and I thought yeah. he was overrated coming out of college, he he made a big impact on that team when he was healthy last year. So Man, Lonzo um, yeah. Ball overs, over points, over rebounds, over assists last year was a, a profitable per- better's for, dream. For, yeah, whoever whoever was smart enough to do it. Um, all right. So we've traded Toby successfully. So we've gotten that part of the Oh podcast. my God. Um, I mean, I guess the only other question I would have for you that I had the note I had from the last two games was I think we talked about it a little bit, but you think Doc's starting to save his job more? I mean, they're starting to win. I don't know. Any change? I know you think he he's pretty secure as it is, but I had that down as my final note. Any, yeah, any I mean, I, I th- honestly, if you haven't fired him by now, I just don't think it's happening yeah. because I don't think there's any value in firing a coach in, you know, February. Yeah. Or like their, their March schedule is ridiculous. They're probably going to have a bad run at some point during that month. You're not gonna fire a coach in March, like, yeah, like right before, before the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, like the, if you don't, if he's on the sideline on New Year's Eve or on New Year's Day, 2023. There's just you at that point, you can't fire him. It's either he's the co- he's good enough now, or he's never gonna be good enough. So, to me, everything they've said in the trajectory they're on right now, I just can't see him getting fired. Like nobody, and that'd be an impossible job, even if. You know, Sam Cassell or one of the assistants steps into that role or you get an outside hire. It's an impossible job to step into to like, all right, we fired this guy because we don't believe he can lead them to a title. You're not firing him because they're like 18 and 12 and they need to be, you know, 20 and eight or 20 and 10, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you're firing him because he's not going to win a title. Well, hey, good luck, Sam Cassell or Dave yeah, Baker or one of these guys who before, are like, yeah. now you have the expectations to win a title when you're in Cassell's case, for example, he's never been a head coach before. Or Jaeger's case, he's never coached a team that had like those type of aspirations, really. 
So. so when you were talking about that situation, for some reason, it made me think of the Jeff Saturday getting the job when he was like late <laughs> in the year. Right. So this is a crazy hypothetical, but I'm just curious. What former Sixer, if you had to hire to coach the rest of the year after Doc, would you pick? Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to have coaching experience. I'm talking like, obviously, Allen Iverson, I'm guessing, wouldn't be your pick, but somebody like that, somebody that had no coaching experience that you would give the job to if they fired Doc from guys you've known. I have, I have no idea, honestly. That's a great question. Um, well, never think about it for the next pod, unless you can. I mean, it. who's a, who's somebody that's generally smart that has been on the team? Um, trying to think i mean it was i mean for some reason willie green keeps popping my head obviously because well i mean he's been a he's done great in new orleans so he he has experience like those are guys that have actually coached so um i'm trying to think of anyone that was smart it would have to be a point guard i feel like probably right because you're running the show i mean like the similar to the center the center in football knows all the pre-snap reads meet reads and coverage i feel like it would have to be a point guard type of guy Hmm. This is an answer even I don't think I have an The question I don't have an answer to. So maybe that makes it a bad hype. Maybe a uh, TJ McConnell player coach. Hustle. Hustle guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. He I, would be. He's who I think a lot of people want the coach to be. is just like someone who would probably scream at everybody. Yeah. Someone that would have the entire run. game. But maybe not know how to run an offense or set yes. up a defense or whatever. Well, maybe um, Joel can be their coach and he eventually is, you know, sitting out of playoff game. Oh, all right. Enough. Enough <laughs> negativity for one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.